welcome to or welcome back to the Running in Circles podcast, where I bring you laughs, race recaps, and stories with the greatest runners and most influential people in the sport of running. I'm your host, Zach Hamilton, and today I'm joined by sub-4 high school miler Connor Burns. Connor broke four minutes in the mile last year as a junior in high school, running 358, is committed to run at the University of Oregon in the fall, and currently has his eyes set on some high school national records. Throughout this conversation, Connor discusses how he felt about his season opener, why I committed to Oregon, and much more. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Connor Burns. Hey, Connor, how's it going? Pretty good. Good, I appreciate you coming on today. For sure. Yeah, so just to start it off here, first question. It says in your Instagram bio that you're a ping pong prodigy. So first of all, is this true? And is it possible that you could be the first ever person to win an Olympic medal in ping pong and track? Oh, it is entirely true. I well, anyone, and I accept all challengers. But we'll have to see how far the uh, ping pong aspirations go. Oh yeah. So <laughs> we saw you line up in a super deep high school mile field last weekend, where you placed second and ran four hundred three. And we'll get into recapping that race. But if all the guys in the race lined up for a hot dog eating contest where you have to have five minutes to eat as many hot dogs as possible. Who's taking the dub there? Hmm. Probably going to have to go Aaron. He just he just seems like the type of guy that could just eat forever. Yeah. But, have to... Actually, no, no. Cole, Cole was munching at lunch when we were there, so maybe Cole. But Yeah, he's, he's a big guy. I can see him having a big appetite there. Bro had four cookies at lunch before the race. Wow. So moving on to the actual race, how are you feeling about the race overall now that you've had some time to process and reflect it? Um, it was fine for uh, the mile opener. I feel like, I mean, obviously, you know, one and more, but uh, I have to remember last year, you know, um, opened up a little slow and then got going. So I guess it's uh, not the worst experience in the world. <clears throat> How do you feel going into it, and did it make you – were you nervous at all knowing how stacked the field was, even though you did have the fastest PR? Yeah, I mean, I'm always nervous for races, um, but you have to turn that into, like, a good energy, good sort of energy because, um, as my dad says, you know, if you're not nervous and you don't care. So it's definitely a good thing, but <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, it, it helped. You know, I was pretty confident going in. Um, I think, you know, there's race played out how it did, but um, – yeah, there's a lot of factors that went to help it out. <clears throat> Since there are so many good guys in the mile this year and so many of them are so close to breaking four, how many do you think uh, – how many new high school sub-four milers do you think we'll see this year? Hmm. It's tough because a lot of people – once once people start to do it, um, other people see that and they think, oh, I can do it too. Um, and sometimes it doesn't end up happening, but – I would say probably like similar last year, maybe a couple more than last year. We'll say like five or six, maybe five or six new people. Yeah. Say that. Who do you th- who do you think is the most likely to this year? Uh, besides me and Simeon, I'm gonna have to go with Aaron. Yeah, for sure. So going back to the beginning of your running career, what was your first experience with the sport? Oof. Uh, first like race probably would have to be like fourth grade. Um, 
I wasn't even like part of a club or anything. My mom just signed me up for this little, uh, uh, like, well, was, I think you had to be in a club to do it, but like, I was sent up like unattached for this little cross country race. It was like, you know, a mile and a half or something. And I, th- I did pretty well. And I was like, oh, that's pretty fun. I did well. But that would probably be my first race. When was the turning point where you think you were like ready to go all in on running? And did you ever play any other sports and have to quit any of those? Yeah, um, I played soccer, baseball, and basketball growing up. Um, and I kind of phased those out at different times in middle school. And then I, I knew I was going to be a runner just because my parents were. Um, but it wasn't a while until I realized that I could be pretty good. So. so when you broke four last year as a junior, were you expecting that? Or was it a little bit of a surprise to you to do it as a junior? Uh, it was definitely um, expected. Um, yeah, last as a sophomore, I ran four ten, and I remember thinking afterwards, um, that my goal for ne- my one purpose for next year, or so now be last year would be is to break four, and I did it. So that was the it's pretty definitely pretty rewarding. So going into your senior year, having already broken four. A lot of people might like be satisfied with that, but I know you definitely want to get that national record and keep working hard. So where's your motivation to do that come from and just your motivation in general to run and race hard? Yeah, I mean, motivation to push myself to be the best I can and leave my impact on the sport, you know, Um, whether that's national records, whether that's um, winning big races at big nights, kind of just depends how the what happens this year, I guess, you know, no one can really predict the future or what races happen, what races don't happen, um, what heats you get into, like you never know what can happen. So just kind of do your best all the time and um, try and be satisfied with it. Yeah. You're committed to run at the University yeah. of Oregon in the fall. So can you take me through your process of getting recruited there and why you chose it? Yeah. So um, it was actually really uh, odd for, because I've been because Jerry didn't get the job until like late in the summer and I'd already been talking to coaches since last summer um and I had all I had all my five like official visits already planned and um Oregon was actually like my sixth visit sort of where like it, it was unofficial so but um it was at like the very end and you know I wasn't really giving it like a whole lot of thought beforehand like I mean obviously I didn't really consider it all until Jerry took the job and then I was like, oh, dang, you know, this could be this would be pretty crazy, you know, with uh, him coaching Oregon and Bowerman. Um, and so I visited and it just blew me away. And with Jerry's vision going forward, uh, I just I couldn't say no. Like it's it was pretty incredible. <clears throat> what were some of the other schools that you were looking into before that? Uh, I visited Duke, Stanford, Virginia, Tennessee and Washington. And knowing that Jerry coaches Bowerman was kind of a little bit of the motivation, knowing that kind of that could be maybe a segue into down the road, possibly going pro with him. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely uh, one aspect of it. I mean, if you're good enough coming out of college, then all I mean, it's coaching is a small community, um, as I know, since my dad's a coach. So if you're good enough, all the coaches kind of know each other, you'll get to where you need to be. Um, So, I mean, that. I kind of knew that, but, you know, just running for Jerry in college was uh, definitely a huge, huge motivator. 
what are your goals for this year for the indoor and outdoor season and what do you want to have accomplished by the end of the season uh definitely you know hoping to take down some national records but uh for right now the last two races haven't gone quite as much as i would have liked and i think um sitting down reflecting with my dad that i was probably focusing a little too much on you know times and uh hitting like trying to go and just hit some like fast splits i guess and um ended up getting beat so for right now i'm just gonna try and focus a little more on just racing and trying to keep the times out of my head i know you've done some pretty hard like 10 mile tempos before if i'm correct but what do you think really just sets you apart from other fast guys and we all do high like really impressive and high level workouts just uh, just different types of workouts a lot of times um, and similar, you know, too. Um, I don't know. I mean, I try and do a lot of uh, – we dad and I put a big emphasis on threshold aspects. And so a lot of people do it like once a week, whereas if we're in a training block, we're doing it two or three times a week. Um, sometimes it means like a double threshold day. You know, sometimes it's a threshold and then like some hills later or something like that. Um, but I don't know, you know, it's just, the uh, training differs a lot from person to person. For sure. So going back to kind of, you were saying that you've been focusing maybe a little bit too much on time and want to try to go back to just trying to race for the win. Do you think, do you prefer when a race goes out fast, like in a 57 first 400, or do you prefer to sit and kick and for it to be a slow and tactical race? Uh, I absolutely like when it goes faster. Um, I don't have the quite the snappiest leg speed yet, so it's um, definitely to my advantage when it goes out fast with my gun. Um, I think that was kind of one of the things that stalled a little bit uh, in the last weekends with the mile. It kind of burned me, but oh well. I know you like to play some video games, and I've seen a few times where you and Nick Simmons and Aaron Solomon have been getting some Fortnite dubs on your Instagram story, so... Who in that trio is carrying the squad, and who's winning in a 1v1? Uh, Nick is kind of just tagging along with us. Um, me and Aaron are definitely carrying. Uh, probably be pretty close, but I'm definitely taking the dub there. When did you first meet Nick, and have you learned anything from him on how to be a better runner while knowing him? Yeah, Nick is awesome. I mean, I always watch his, I've watched his YouTube channel forever. Um, he's kind of been someone I look up to, and then I met him last summer when I was in Eugene, and I ran one of his uh, Nick Simmon track classics. It was in his YouTube video, and met him there, and it was uh, pretty cool. And then played, you know, I've talked to him a little more and started playing, played Fortnite with him a lot over the winter, and so that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, you know, he's been a big, pretty big influence. I also use his uh, Run Gum, his product before races and workouts. So it's all, yeah, it's kind of pretty cool that all kind of interconnects like that. Yeah. You're going to Milrose later this week to race another mile. So do you know who all is in that field and how are you feeling going into that right now? I haven't seen the whole field yet. Um, I've heard, I think Reed Brown and Matt Wisner, Wisner, I don't know how to say, how to say his name, are going to be in it. So they're like 354 guys. Um, and I'm guessing other guys probably similar uh, skill set um, so I'm excited for it you know I'm hoping hoping I won't have to take the leading or I definitely will not be taking the leading duties mm -hmm. but I'm hoping someone else can um, can keep the pace going early 
And, you know, so I can just kind of focus on going for a ride and uh, finishing hard, really, because that's kind of been what I need to do. Um, just Because it's been kind of – I've been feeling it, you know, up to me these last two races to lead, and I kind of got burned for it. So, yeah, I'm excited to just have someone else do the work for the first time this year. What <laughs> advice would you give to younger runners who want to be in your position someday? Uh, work hard and stay consistent. I mean – yeah, you know, there's you'd have no idea what potential uh, you could end up doing. So with uh, consistency, so I don't know. What hobbies do you have outside of running when you're done with a run for a day and you just want something to do? What are you going to be doing? Uh, either watching like TV or something, or hopping my phone, just playing some some Brawl Stars or some Clash of Clans, whatever I'm feeling. Are you more of a TV show guy or a movie guy, would you say? Uh, probably TV show. What, do you, what is your favorite TV show of all time? Mm, I'm going to have to go with Outer Banks. It's pretty mm. hard to beat. Yeah, it's a good one. Season three, I think, coming out soon, hopefully. Yeah. I'm, I'm going through season two again to get mm. ready for it. So. <clears throat> What's on your bucket list outside of running destination or activity-wise? Ooh, that's good. Um, well, I see always see TikToks about like these beautiful places in the world that just look completely unreal, and so I've started screenshotting them mm-hmm. and like putting them in a little folder to come back to maybe uh, ten years down the road or something if I have some the ability to go visit those. But I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of really cool places out there. Be crazy. Yeah, definitely. If you had three wishes and you can't wish for money, what are you wishing for? Three wishes. Um, I'm just going to start off and I'm going to wish for perfect weather every day to run in. Um, that's going to be, we're going to get that out of the way now. I live in Missouri, so that's fine. Um, go with no, no speed limits. And like, I'd have like the roads have like an extra lane for people who want to go faster because I hate sitting behind people who can't drive and go under the speed limit. Um, All right. I like it. <laughs> Very nice. So moving into a relatively new segment of the show, overrated, underrated. So today I'm going to be giving you some restaurants and you're going to tell me if you think they're overrated or underrated. And you can give just a little bit of reasoning on what, on your answer. So first up, McDonald's. McDonald's underrated. Always, always the prime stop at night if you're needing something. Wendy's. Wendy's overrated. It's and uh, are you going McDonald's in that matchup? You got choose. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, McChicken's all the way. Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. That one cannot possibly be overrated, um, because it's just the goat. But I, it's hard to say it's underrated because everybody says the goat. So I'm gonna see that one's perfect where it is. Popeyes. Popeyes. I think that's underrated. I think that's the, that that can be a spot sometimes. Yeah, I've actually never had that one, so I might have to check it out sometime if I can. But and I don't know if you'll you'll have had this. I've asked people about this before, and they haven't had it. But Zaxby's, if you've had it. Oh, Zaxby's. Zaxby's hits. Um, I'm gonna say overrated though, just because it it's people 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 go there too much from where I'm at. So yeah. Chipotle. 
Um, similar situation to Chick Fil A, where actually no, the Chipotle might be a little overrated, but it's it's still just kind of the go of like healthy fast food, if you can call it healthy. Yeah, Canes. Um, overrated. It's just that's a very mid restaurant. Culver's. Overrated. It's extremely mid. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, Burger King. Overrated. What? I don't think I've I haven't gone there forever. That one is just that one just F tier. What? Yeah, Burger King is honestly disgusting. Might be like my least favorite restaurant. Burger King is an absolute F tier restaurant. Yeah. So moving on to some would you rather's to end the show as always. Would you rather give up your phone or only wear Crocs for the rest of your life? Gosh. Does that mean, like, I can't race? You can race in Crocs, I guess. Put, put oh, some spikes oh, on the bottom of them, maybe. Oh, that, that might be the move, low-key. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone is going out their phone these days. I'm going to go with Crocs. I mean, I guess, actually, I feel like Nick Simmons actually did a video where he, like, ran a faster 400 than he did in sp- and Crocs, and he didn't spike, so yeah. I don't know. It might, might be the move. Would you rather have an abnormally big toe or an abnormally big ear? I feel like toe, you could hide better. Like, it make, I feel like it may lo- make less of a difference, and it wouldn't be as noticeable. Yeah, that, that ear is definitely going to be sticking out. I agree. Would you rather fight a kangaroo or a badger? Oh, can't badgers, like, scare off lions? I'm going with the kangaroo. Maybe, yeah. I, I've, I've, yeah, I've seen like biology videos of like the badger, it's like scaring off a lion or something. So, yeah, we're going kangaroo. <clears throat> Would you rather have to shout hooray every time you hear your name, or do ten jumping jacks whenever you see a baby? <laughs> um, I'm gonna go jumping jacks. Yeah, I mean, I don't see babies that often, so I, I yeah. think you'd get by with that. Would you rather have unlimited tacos or unlimited ice cream for the rest of your life? Definitely ice cream. Easy choice. What's your go-to ice cream flavor there? Um, Tiger Stripe. It's a special. I don't know. I don't know if it's special to Columbia, but it's like the Mizzou flavor. So I think it's special to Columbia. But yeah, it's yeah. I don't think I've ever had it. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. I think that's all I've got for you. Awesome. Oh, that was fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Running in Circles. If you enjoyed, please consider leaving a review wherever you're listening because it really helps the podcast grow and reach new people so that more people can hear these runners' amazing stories. I'm your host, Zach Hamilton, and I'll see you next time on Running in Circles.